thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you. We're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely, what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show from GP, Rantuck, Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets, these are voices for the people that don't get to speak, issues, black news, the conversation's deep, shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat, iPods, Androids, or your laptop, these boys swinging for the fence, saying lie, then came a long way from being homies on the block, from afros and braids, and now they at the top, you want facts, this is where I get them from, GP3, RTT, at Gmail. Dot com. Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is GP3 round 116. Back in the building after a uh, hopefully a restful holiday. What's up, Rand? How you doing, man? Doing fine, man. How was you? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. How was your uh, holiday, man? Have good, uh, you know, good tidings of joy. Yeah, it was cool. Good, good, good. Hey, man, go ahead and let people know the uh, GP3 story. We'll jump right into it. GP3 stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us, uh, I'm Rand, Tut, and Tommy B. We all come from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia. We went to Grove Park Elementary School. I lived on South Elizabeth Place. Tut, I remember Meritai, uh, lived on Charlotte Place. And Tommy B., where did you live? North Avenue, man. So, um, hey, man, I'm going to let you go ahead and get into your shout outs. What you got? I really don't have many shout outs, man. Um, you know, because um, I was really just trying to reflect on the year. So I really don't have a lot of a lot of shout outs. Um, you know, I mean, just an interesting tidbit. You remember that uh, young girl many years, several years ago, she was in the World Series. Her name was Monet Davis. Hmm. No, the female me. pitcher. Uh, well, she was an African-American female pitcher in the Little League World Series, and she won a game. She was about 14 years old. Well, she just recently signed a letter of intent to play uh, softball at Hampton University. Man, I thought that was a that was great, man. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She was. Um, wow. She was a very, very talented young lady, Monet Davis. Excellent, man. So she's going to be a Hampton on scholarship doing her thing. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it, 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 she paved the way for young ladies um, to play Little League World Series uh, in, with her exposure. But, uh, again, it just shows that uh, she is moving on in life and, uh, and she's got an opportunity to get a free education. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. What else you got? You know, just want to um, say thank to the people at Podcast Atlanta. Um, was hanging out with them uh, the other day and had a great time with them. Excellent, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. How was uh, how was the uh, whole podcast uh, scene, man, at Podcast Atlanta? It was great, man. Great. Met a lot of interesting people, a lot of different voices, learned a lot of new things, um, some great opportunities out there in the, in the Atlanta community is um is busting at the seams in terms of uh, podcasting. I can imagine. Good stuff, man. I'm glad to hear it. You got anything else, man? I'll, I'll jump into a couple of things. Um, uh, no, man. No. Okay. And, and, and man, these are more, probably more global. Um, but, but just, uh, you know, considering the holidays, man, I really kind of unplug from, from a lot of the stuff that we'll get into to reflect on the year and some of the politics, man. And, and just, you know, kind of, uh, escape, man. And, and, and I got to give kudos to, um, to Netflix, man, two things they did, um, two things that I really, uh, admired, man, from an entertainment standpoint, the bird box, what I thought was well done because, you know, Sandra Bullock, um, really diverse cast, 
Um, when, if you recall, man, last year we were talking about, you know, one of their blockbusters, uh, I think it was The Bright, which was Will Smith. Didn't do the, it, it didn't do well, even though a lot of folks saw it. Uh, the critics just slammed it. it and, and it wasn't really a good a good thing. I mean, they uh, kind of leveraged the whole platform, his name, and didn't do a good product. Well, with, with Bird Box, I felt it was it was, you know, it was better than I expected. Um, and, and actually it is, I don't know, I think the number was 45 million people, uh, viewed it in the initial week or so. And, uh, that's a big number, huge number for, um, for that platform. And, uh, the other thing, man, I don't know if you had a, well, you, you probably, did you have a chance to see it? No, my, my wife and my daughter saw it. That's yeah. not my, that's not my, my cup of tea of a movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it really is, uh, you know, for people like me who, who enjoy, uh, that type of thing. I, I mean, that that's huge for me. And um, the um, there was an article uh, in, and I would encourage people to take a look at it. It's it's really kind of parody. It's a there's a little sarcasm, but Michael Harriet did an article uh, called Netflix. Netflix's Bird Box is really about how white people don't want to see racism, and and it's funny because he writes funny pieces. Uh, but but if you look at it, and I'm not going to go into it because you really there are a lot of spoilers in the article. So if you if you're going to read it uh, and if you haven't seen it, then you don't care about watching it or you've already seen it and you want to get that insight. I thought he did a uh, phenomenal job. So, uh, again, the article uh, and I'll post this in the uh, podcast page. Netflix's Bird Box is really about how white people don't want to see races. Really insightful, man. And and and, and <laughs> honestly, man, it kind of wraps up and sums up 2018 in a nutshell for me, you know, considering all the stuff we went through in 2018 and beyond. Uh, the other thing, uh, they released this thing called Bandersnatch, which I think is really going to change how we watch uh, the streaming services, man. Uh, even though I think it, it there, it's flawed. Um, Bandersnatch really opens up the door for so many things. I mean, I was technology-wise amazed, and and what I think it's going to. And, and Rand, just to kind of give you some insight, because I know it's not something you follow, but it's interactive viewing, and what it does is it allows you to choose your ending, but it allows you to make choices throughout your viewing. And, and I'm here to tell you that, you know, can you imagine, let's take it to your level. Like if you're watching, let's say it's a, I'm, I'm familiar with, I'm familiar with the, the concept. It's yeah, been yeah, around yeah. for years. Yeah, it's been around the for years. Always, the problem has always been executing it. So Absolutely. It's been around for years. And, and the thing now is it allows the execution, not to say it's seamless, but it allows the execution to the point, just imagine watching uh, something like, uh, let's say it's a, uh, what's, what's it gives viewers a customized experience. Oh, perfect. But imagine watching something like black Panther interactively like that. And you have a choice as to whether or not certain characters get killed off or, you know, the show, the, the, the thing goes in different directions, directions. I think it's going to change uh, a lot of what we watch, the way we watch it. And, just has so many different uh, usages. I mean, I mean, there's so much usage and so many opportunities with it. So kudos to Netflix, man. So it's, it's already been launched. Oh, it's out. Yeah, it came out um, a couple of days ago. So uh, the only thing that I would I would tell and, and and let people know up front, you really have to watch it on a tablet or a mobile device or a newer streaming device that allows you to navigate. Because if you watch it on, let's say you have Apple TV or your normal older streaming service or maybe even a desktop that's older, you're not going to get those opportunities to choose, which really takes away from the story because the key to this story is is your ability to to choose. So the name, it's Bandersnatch. Uh, it's a Black Mirror. It's, it's, it's a Black Mirror original movie. Um, whereas Black Mirror, and I think Black Mirror is coming out this week. They're, uh, they're, they're usual series, but this is uh, a Black Mirror movie, Bandersnatch. So check it out. It's on Netflix and I'll, I'll move on. But, but it was exciting, exciting to watch only because of the opportunities and just, you know, whew, it can, which, where you see TV and streaming services going, it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. 
Um, I don't have anything else, man. I mean, we're going to get into it. And honestly, man, I'm glad you're being reflective. Um, I wanted to take this show in a direction of really looking back at 2018. And, you know, I pulled a couple, really pulled links, man, to some of the, as you know, everybody's doing their year end review. Uh, U.S. News. And let me pull this up, Rand. I don't know if you can see it. Let's see if you can see it here. U.S. News basically did their wrap of 2018 and the top stories for them. Uh, and, and, and let's compare. I'd love your thoughts. Um, the top stories for U.S. News was basically the mass shootings um, and the economy, because if you took a look at it, we had Parkland happen in February of 2018. And um, and of course, toward the end of the year. We had the shooting at the um, at the at the synagogue, um, and um, the other thing that was big or uh, seemed to seemed to come top of mind because part of this was a survey was the economy, um, how people psychologically viewed the strengthening economy. So, what are your thoughts? Do you agree? Disagree? I think those are top stories, man. I think the mass shootings is a, I hate to say it, it's almost become a constant thing. And when I think about mass shootings, I'm not only thinking about those incidences where, it, you know, like Parkland and the synagogue, but I'm really thinking about Chicago, the mass shootings that are occurring every day in those war zones. Those yeah. are the things that, you know, when I think about mass shootings, um, you know, I think, those, I think those items are some of the top news stories uh, of the year. I don't, I, you know, we can debate whether they were the top ones, but mm-hmm. I do believe that, the, you know, they are definitely belong in that conversation of the top you know 10 stories of the year so yeah um the economy i mean you know the, the economy a lot of that is uh smoke and mirrors due to the the, the recent tax um tax uh, reform bill or a tax gift that was given to corporate america mm-hmm. um and then you know you got the whole thing of the economy in terms of uh, things uh, we've, we've become such a service economy now that we don't have anything that we actually produce other than culture yeah. Yeah, you're right. And and it's really, man, you, th- you talk about service economy. Um, it's a gig economy where people are piecing together all these, uh, you know, these ser- you mentioned services right. like, uh, you know, Lyft, Uber. Oh, all yeah. The, all that, these that's that's where it's evolved. It's, it's evolved you know? now. Instead of getting a paycheck, you become a 1090, uh, a 1090 uh, worker. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, man, that, that I think people um, it, it seems like years ago. But Black Panther was actually released in 2018. So and, and the reason I mentioned Black Panther is because uh, I hope I'm hopeful that um, not only from a box office standpoint, but from a critical acclaim standpoint, that 2019 is the year Black Panther is rewarded for a hell of a 2018. Um, of course, we know it hit 700 million at the at the box office. Uh, it is the third highest grossing movie of all time. Um, you know, we, we can go on and on about the, the barriers it broke, uh, you know, culturally uh, at the theaters, you know, the, the things it did just for, you know, black self-esteem and, you know, a black awareness and, and Af- See, African to me, that's, that's, those are the, that's the winning, man. Yeah. The, 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 the statuettes to me is, is it doesn't matter because it's a subjective it's a subjective process anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, those are the things that really matter about Black Panther. How it's opening up doors uh, for other filmmakers of color, uh, how it's um, impacted our community. To me, that's the acclaim. I could care less whether it wins a statuette at the Golden Globes or the Oscars or Cons or whatever that is, because that that's all a, 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 a game anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be watching it. And um, I, I think even though I do agree with you, I think it's going to be a big deal because it's going to be the dominant part of the conversation. Now, now, honestly, between you and I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm on the same page. Um, so if anything out of this, um, I'm not going to be disappointed, but I don't want the general mainstream uh, media to spin this thing as a disappointment. You know, when they talk about snubs, because I mean, in the black community, shit, we ain't been. I mean, the fact that Black Panther was made, the fact that it was this huge. You're right. It's already done for the culture so much more than a statue could ever do. But I think, well, you, know, you know, hopefully it, in 2019. They call it a snub, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. 
it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the guys who finance these movies yeah. are going to put another one out. Yeah, agreed. But I'm here to tell you that regardless of how we feel about it, it's going to be a big part of the conversation going forward in 2019. So, you know, you and I can kind of fight the battle on the podcast and other podcasters and in the communities, but it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big part of the um, conversation in 2019. So Black Panther, man, it's hard to believe. Doesn't it seem like it was like two years ago? <laughs> you know, cause it's, it was so dominant. It was when it was released. It was like what February, mm-hmm. March or something. Feb, like that? Feb came out. Well, actually it came out uh, early release in some areas in January uh, mainstream uh, to all theaters in February, and and yeah, yeah, it it came out early part of the year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The other thing, um, black TV was massive um, in in 2018. When you look at just the uh, the number of shows that did well, if you look at Power, and and I I pull this from Madame Noir. Um, the um, their their list of top shows, top black TV in 2018. Uh, you had Power, you had Queen Sugar, you had uh, Dear White People, Insecure, Blackish, uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, unfortunately, man, I don't know if you had a chance to see. I, I think you may have mentioned it on one of the shows. Love is, um, but the brother who I guess the executive producer or the producers got into some hot water, so the show's been canceled. Um, but it was one of their top shows, Love Is, was on, I think, BET and the BET Network. Uh, Atlanta uh, was big. Uh, Greenleaf Claws with Niecy Nash, uh, The Shy, and Black Lightning. I mean, just a, you know, when you when you add that up, I mean, phenomenal. Um, not only just, you know, from a standpoint that it existed, but also just from a number standpoint. Uh, these shows held their own, so it was it was really a black a, a, a phenomenal year for black TV as well. Any thoughts on that, man? You know, I mean this this is a this is a power list, man. I mean, you know, we haven't talked about some of the other shows um, that didn't even make the list that were just as good. So I mean, you know that that lets you know how well uh, the the proliferation of, um, of of shows is coming out. The quality of the shows is yep. that there are some other shows on this list. Um, you know, that didn't even make it. Yeah. That were pretty that were pretty good and had nice numbers. So um kudos to um to all these uh shows. I mean, it's great to see shows like Queen Sugar, Insecure, How to Get Away with Murder, even Green Leaf, uh and the Chai shows that were actually uh the showrunners were women. Uh quite a few. And you know that's a cool thing. Uh and and you know in terms of who we lost, man, uh Aretha. The Aretha Franklin uh Death was huge. Um, the funeral within itself was was uh, an event. It took over. Um, so, you know, good article. Uh, CNN kind of talks about it. CNN.com uh, talks about some of the highlights from the funeral looking back. Well, any any particular highlight that stands out when you when you look back? Well, you know, when, when I, I think about Aretha, I mean, Aretha was, to my, for me, was the uh, tip of the iceberg when I think about some of the uh, icons that passed this mm-hmm. past year. I mean, she was the tip yeah. of the iceberg. Yeah. I mean, when I look at, think about it, Winnie Mandela, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Edwards. I mean, the, the the second major voice of, uh, actually maybe the third voice of the Temptations. Yeah. Uh, people like Edwin Hawkins. People don't realize, oh, Happy Day, how that was such a powerful song in the late 60s and early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dellums, uh brother did a lot in Congress. Yeah. Uh, Linda Brown of the Brown versus Board of Education. Yeah. She passed away. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Laron Bennett. I mean, he was the right hand man to John Johnson at um, at uh, Johnson Publishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wrote one of the definitive books on African American history before the Mayflower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wyatt T. Walker, one of the one of Dr. King's most strategic foot soldiers that you don't hear a lot about, but I mean, you know. A lot of people, Nancy Wilson, a lot of iconic people that passed. And, and the Queen, I think kind of her funeral kind of summed up the greatness of our people and all the individuals that passed. Yeah, absolutely. And and not to mention, you know, in, in entertainment, a couple of folks uh, like Craig Mack um, in hip hop had died earlier in the year. And I'm, I'm going through this list. 
Oh, um, love Star Starsky, one of the great DJs, one of the early DJs. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. Yep. We we talked about we spent a lot of time the year uh, Joe Jackson uh, from you know from uh, of course uh, the patriarch of the the Jackson family. Uh, That's right. Died at eighty nine. Uh, we talked the about, original the original boy band. Yeah. Yeah. Talked about Anthony Bourdain uh, from CNN. Um, let's see. I'm going down this list here. Uh, if we missed anybody, of course, Aretha, we lost, and Charlotte Ray from Different Strokes. I mean, it, it was, I mean, the list is just, I'm, I'm looking at, I mean, they've had. Can you believe, it can you believe this man that Todd Richards is the last surviving cast member of, of uh, Different Strokes? Wow. He Everyone is? has passed except for Todd. And remember, Todd was the one that had drug problems for yeah, he was. He was the one. Now, what's her name? Dana Plato? Had she passed some, away several years yeah, ago. Yeah, she had made, she was homeless almost. I mean, strung out, heroin, you name it. And um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She never she never could recover. No. No, she she'd gone. She did so much damage to her body. I think in the last couple of years she was in a recovery mode, but the damage had been done. Yeah, agreed. You had Burt Reynolds pass away. Uh That's right. Let's see. Um I'm going down toward the end of the year now. And uh we've not had a show since Nancy Wilson passed. Um, but, but Nancy Wilson, man, I mean, and, and the thing that impacted me when I look back on Nancy Wilson, man, was not necessarily, even though she was, you know, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a staple in, in jazz as of jazz vocalist, uh, the pinnacle, you know, of, of jazz, you know, black female or just jazz vocalist women in general, she was just a presence because when, when, when you grew up in the seventies, you saw her everywhere. You saw her do TV. Uh, you'd see her pop up in movies. Um, you know, her career, even though she was very quiet, very laid back, a classy woman, she did so much. So uh, she was more, I guess you could call her just iconic, you know, her presence, more even outside of um, outside of her music. Because if you ask, okay, what was a big Nancy Wilson hit? You couldn't think of a big Nancy Wilson record. You just knew her, you know. So Right, right. Yeah. And uh, had a chance to meet her once, man, and, and just a classy, incredible uh, human being. Did a lot for charities and humanity. Um, you know, will be de- will definitely be missed. And um, last but not least, man, and I'll mention this: uh, Penny Marshall, um, Laverne and Shirley. But even beyond that, did one of my favorite movies of all time, The Preacher's Wife. <laughs> you know. Penny was, uh, you know, definitely uh, one of a, one of a kind, you know, in terms of what she left Hollywood. So, yeah, she yeah. was one of the uh, she was one of the uh, few women who was able to land made contracts. Yeah, yeah, she was the first uh, uh, to um, to hit a hundred million over do over a right. hundred million with uh, with the movie Big. Uh, right, she. I mean, that really that catapulted Tom Hanks's career. Then when she did a League of Her Own, mm-hmm. you know that that made Madonna and Rosie household names. Yep. yep. Um, from in terms of movie fans, and you know she uh, uh, she was one of the first ones. I mean, she had small screen success and was able to parlay that uh, to behind the, behind the camera, and she did a lot uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So. You know, kudos uh, to her success, and, and and definitely she'll be missed in in Hollywood. But the legacy has already been left. When you take a look at, you know, female directors and just women in, women in Hollywood, you know how she elevated uh, elevated the opportunities. So you know, kudos. Hey man, I'm a I'm a roll with what you, what you got, man. If you look back at 2018. Uh, we we've gone through quite a few things, but is there anything? Um, well, you know, I mean, a really couple things out? that pop out in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. One is uh, how Shea Moisture uh, decided that it was going to give back, and they'd set up a fund, a uh, hundred million dollar fund for women entrepreneurs. I yeah. thought that was huge, right there. I agree. Uh, not too many times you hear us doing stuff like that for us. Um. Also, too, um, uh, black women magic at the polls. Mm, yep. You know, it worked both ways. It helped um, some candidates get in office, and all of a sudden, unfortunately, it hurt um, uh, Andrew Gillum down in uh, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Have we heard? Have, have we? I mean, you you and I talked about 
the percentages and how that worked against him. Have you heard any other insight from people in terms of why? No, I haven't heard any other insight on on the why. Yeah. I haven't heard the why. Um, I thought that was interesting. um, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, but go ahead. The the, uh, voter turnout, um, it increased, but when is 50% a passing grade? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, we 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 are excited about 50 percent voter turnout. But when in your life you when you make a 50 that your teachers and parents reward you. Agreed, man. We got we got to We got to We got to stop keeping the bar low or accepting the low bar in many ways, man. And, and that's that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Right. So. One of the things that um, my family has done for the past 20 years is that we have a pledge, a voter pledge. And over over 50 of us signed it. And for the past 20 years, we've had 100 percent voter voting in my family. And that's something that we 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 are very conscious about. Uh, We don't we say we're going to vote because we have family members who were in the struggle. Yeah. who put their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage other people to do a voter pledge with your family members. Make that's, sure you vote every election. That's the least you can do, man. It's the least we can do. That's right. That's right. I vote for even dog catcher. I vote for everything. <laughs> it's the least we can do. Just that's show, right. That's like that's, just showing up. You know? That's right. That's showing up, as Woody Allen says, showing up is 50% of a success. Mm-hmm. So um, I encourage you. I mean, you know, everyone has these uh, viral videos of of dancing and all that type of stuff. Do one of voting. <laughs> I agree. I, I mean, agree, have man. a pledge. I mean, we sit down and we say, like, look, it's no excuse. Mm-hmm. It's no excuse. I got members in the in the services, and they get their they get their ballots, mm-hmm. and they do it. So, um, if you can, if you have time to do other things, you definitely have time to vote. It's yeah. a simple process. It's about registering, uh, making sure. Remember. It's not that every vote counts. Every election counts. Yeah, I agree. Totally, man. So so if you um, look, if you look back um, and, and we talk about voting and we haven't spent much time, honestly, um, in this podcast, in this show, talking about the White House um, because it's so repetitive, uh, you know, in terms of the issues. There's one major issue that's repetitive that we know <laughs> is the problem. Um if if you if you had to take a look back at 2018 and focus purely on politics in the White House, what would you what would what would raise to the top or rise to the top for you? Um, a couple things: lack of integrity, uh, constant deception. Um, these guys um, deceive us like it's like it's like drinking water. And you know what? Let me let me um, give you. You know what? I'm glad you said that. Most recently, this shutdown uh, issue is amazing to me. Um, when you talk about deception, um, consider the fact that uh, if you recall the meeting with Pelosi, Schumer, and Trump, and um, the uh, what do you call it, the elf on the shelf, Pence, yeah, and in that yeah. meeting. And, and what that Trump was, that said. That was one white boy who wanted to be, he he was looking for every excuse in his world not to get in it. He wanted to use that meeting. He wanted to use the bathroom. He wanted something. He was trying not to breathe. I mean, that was one white boy who wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> he was like that Southwest commercial, do you, you know, want to get away. Uh, right. I mean, you, I mean, he was so uncomfortable. Man, he was like, I mean, I'm just surprised that quite honestly that no one of his staff Mm-hmm. Interrupted. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I mean that lets you know how incompetent the staff is, or how they're how they're subversively working behind his back. Like you know what? Let me let me ask. Excuse me, man. Let me let me ask you. Or I want to make a point, okay? And and I will tell you if I were in Democratic leadership right now, and and of course we're taping in the midst of day. Hell, what was it? Is it how many days? Day I think eight. It's eight. Yeah, day, day eight. Eight, I think. Uh, we're heading into. I think it's when we started our show. It was eight days, twelve hours. Um, so it'll be nine days. You know, tonight at midnight. Um, the um, 
If I were in Democratic leadership right now, you know what I would do? What I would have done? What's that? What's I would that? Ha- I would go to, what's his name? Stymus, the guy, or I'm not sure who's doing running the ad campaign for impeach. And I would have gone to Michael Bloomberg and I would have basically said, look, let's pool our resources and let's just run while people are at home, watching TV, watching Netflix, watching all these shows where I can buy ads. And I would have just basically pulled that soundbite of 45 saying it's a Trump shutdown. You know what I mean? And I would have run that shit every break. And I don't know why they're not doing that. Cause the, and and I, I think that's even more problematic that the Democrats don't see that. If I had an, I, I would have a 60, 30, I would run. I think they see, purely. They see that. They see that. <laughs> the whole ad would be they, that. I mean, it was just, it would be him saying that during the whole shutdown that, that, that just makes no sense that they're not using the audio. It's he said it, you know, damn. Yeah. And also there's audio out there where he he's when he's private citizen Trump, how he's basically when the shutdown of 2013 occurred, he basically said Obama should be fired. But damn, Rand, do you not do you not see the benefit? Because if it were the Republican Party with a Democratic president having said that, do you not know? That that audio would be everywhere right now. Yeah, I, I again, these guys do so much based on polling data, and I believe that maybe one of the they have polling data that basically says, look, if we do something like this, it it might backfire on us. This is the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I would, I, mean, I would be, you, I would pound this audio. This audio, as a matter of fact, when. You know, we're going to have, you know, this week, uh, this Thursday, uh, Pelosi's going to be sworn in uh, and and all the I guess the swearing, the swearing in ceremonies will be held uh, for the new Congress. And I mean, before I mean, I'd walk up to the podium with a tape with a tape recorder and just hit play a player and just hit play and hold it up to the microphone. That same fucking audio. This is crazy. But go ahead. I'll let you finish. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just think what they're doing is they're they're thinking they're thinking a long game, um, and they're polling data. And again, I'm making major assumptions, listeners. Major assumptions. I don't have any data to back this up. This is just me talking oh, this off the is, top of my head. Oh, and, and yeah, because I, you know. Because 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 I think they got some other stuff that they really want after him with. And they're trying to they're trying to understand how to use that political capital. But during this break where not not even mentioning the fact that you, we've had these two kids who died on the border and the blame as recent as I guess this morning where Kellyanne Conway is blaming the Democratic Party uh, for the death of these kids and, and, and 45 is blaming the party for the death of these kids because, quote unquote, the Democratic Party hasn't come to the plate to negotiate. You can't negotiate with a liar, okay? Because well, you the know issue they gave is, the man over a billion dollars and he's only spent something like five percent of the money. Right. But my my point is, you can't negotiate with a liar. You know, because right. what's going to happen every time you you go into negotiations, and it, it's not going to be an honest negotiation. Um, basically, the bar gets the, the the gold the gold line the gold line gets moved constantly. And well, you know, yeah. when you got Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter and Laura, yeah, but you Ingram. know what? They're entertainment. Those guys are entertainers. Well, see, they got the best job in the world. Yeah, because they they don't have to be right. responsible for it. <laughs> That's right. It's like um, the guys when you watch a sporting event, how they sit there and they give these they commentate they their critique on what's oh, yeah. happening in the game. They're not the coach. It's the, it's the armchair quarterback syndrome. Yeah. Right. And so they're doing that. And this guy's responding to that because he doesn't have an end game. No. The problem is this is his game. Yes. It's, you know, his whole his whole candidacy was built on this physical structure. Yeah, I agree. And, and he doesn't have a game in sight. And he's painted himself in a corner that that he, he, he doesn't know what he, he doesn't know what to do. I mean, think about this, man. Yeah. 
almost half his cabinet is 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 acting or interim. Yeah, you look at uh, Mattis is gone, and we haven't we haven't right. talked about the fact that that's happened. You know, because we've been on hiatus. You know, all these all then, these you know departures. The, yeah. the guy who was leading the effort uh, with ISIS mm-hmm. uh, against ISIS, he stepped down too. Yeah, he stepped down. I mean, and then you're gonna sit there and lie to the troops when these guys can open up their paychecks and tell whether or not they got a ten percent raise. Yeah. Hmm. So, mean, so, so when you mention you mention you know deception, things like that at the top, you know, I I just think you know, if anything for 2019, Rand, I think the 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 guys who are and, and let's take polls out of it for a moment. The truth is the truth. And if we don't basically take the data and the recordings and the written pieces, the fact, the the F-A-C-T-S, the facts, take it and 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 put it out there in a way where it's repetitive and it's clear, because what what happens is when we don't use it. We, we're allowing him to control the narrative even now, you know, and, and you know, we, we all know it's gaslighting, um, you know, and, and it's really when it's come, you know, yeah, you saw it, but your eyes lied to you. You didn't really see it. You didn't really hear it when well, we got audio. So I think it's even more important because of the history that we've had these last few years of just deception and gaslighting and, and like no other president, like no other government. Well, you know, I won't say any other government of, official because we have guys who are, who are guilty of that all the time um, who do it, who've got, who, but they haven't gotten away with it in a way that, that 45 has. Now this is blatant to me. I mean, a two year old could, could, could hear this whole thing with um, um, the situation with, uh, with the shutdown, you know, so, so it's just, well, it's just I think, interesting I think they're hearing it. I think the people are hearing it, man. I, 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 I hope so. Again, <laughs> I think the, indep- the, the thing is, it's the independent voters. Uh, that's who's really hearing it. I hope Please, so. Supporters, you, 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 you can care less about them. It's the, it's the Republicans who are true Republicans. And, and they're hearing it. Your boy Mitch has just disappeared. You, he's oh, just- yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. M-I-A oh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, because I mean, think about it, man. That the, the president did the okie doke on him and Paul Ryan. Oh yeah. They they are just. I mean, Ryan's done. He's he's stepped down. He's he's gone. He's out of here. But yeah, McCon- he's gonna be working for some um some big lobbying firm. Uh, oh hell. And so he's about to, he's about to get paid. So McConnell's got to come back to this now. So mm, that's gonna be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, M- M- McConnell's thing is. He's he's an ideologue and he has an agenda mm-hmm. and he can care less about the government shutdown. Yeah. Quite honestly, he's yeah. focused on his agenda and that and one one aspect of that agenda which they're working very hard and they've been successful at is is changing the court system mm-hmm. by putting in the judges. I mean this this whole uh, justice reform thing. I give them credit; it needed to be done, <coughs> but at the end of the day. The law is administered by judges mm-hmm. yep. and interpreted by judges, and so uh, so they're focusing on that agenda right there. Yeah. And he's he's you know he's trying to stay out of this the, the circus. Yeah. Well, and, uh, a and, circus and, it is. A circus it is, without a doubt. Oh man! Oh yeah, man! It's 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 you know, as as I heard a guy say the other day. He, he was talking to white folks. He said, this is why we have affirmative action. Mm-hmm. So that we don't have to deal with crap like this. Yeah. And because, because affirmative action has been painted as a quota system, this is what you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got an incompetent guy running for uh, an incompetent guy running the country surrounded by yes people. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I respect something uh, Bloomberg uh, Michael Bloomberg said this week, um, this weekend, um, he he has said because they're looking you know forward to 2020, and um, one of the things he said is that the presidency is not an entry level position, and we need to we need to raise awareness of the fact that we can't do, we can't go through this again, 
Uh, it's not right. an entry level position. And well, you know, the sad thing about it is if he had advisors mm-hmm. that he would listen to. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. And see, because when you think about it, Obama did not have a lot of experience at the national level. Mm-hmm. Clinton did not have experience at the national yeah, level. Yeah, but they had political experience. They, they had political experience. Had governmental and, experience though. And, yeah. and they were leaders in that leaders understand mm-hmm. who to bring in. They know what they know and what don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, yes. Absolutely. And, I mean I think that's you said it you said it best right there. Um you they knew what they didn't know. And right. and understood that. Yeah, go ahead. Right. And, and and being a leader, you have to be self-evasive. I mean, to, to, to quote uh, Michael Jackson, it's the man in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you got a guy who who the emperor is butt naked and no one wants to tell him that, that's a problem right there. I mean, you know, again, every time there's something, it's I've noticed that he's upset if it's not about him, yeah. even at the Bush funeral. He was upset because it was not about him, yeah. you know. So that's why he makes the mob entrance, you know, like you know, like he's in some mob movie yeah. at the funeral, yeah. you know. And even though he visited the troops, he was he he screwed up a good thing. He mm-hmm. did a, a kind gesture, but mm-hmm. screwed it up. Yeah. But you know, we've we've uh, you and I both said, um, and or or you said, or Tony Schwartz is very clear about everything he touches. Um, so we'll yeah, just, it's a turd. It turns into a turd. So you know, so so you know, uh, you and I aren't surprised. Um, oh, one, yeah. one more thing, oh, yeah. and and I'll you know, I know this is your rant, but I do want to you know get your insight. We, People have um, have said with Mattis leaving, with um, even I'm I'm not a fan of what's his name, the, the chief of staff. Um, ever since you know what he did to the black congresswoman um, earlier. You know, I'm not a fan of his, um, but people are, are basically saying the adults are leaving the White House. The two last grown folks who 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 could be voices of reason are leaving. What's next? You know, um, and, and, and can I guess the change in power uh, on the House level control or or can it control it? Can it control the chaos? Because because I, I honestly think that. Chaos is the way he operates, and, and honest, un, honestly, he uses chaos to control every scenario. Um, it's his way of, of controlling it. And, and, the, and the shutdown is, is a prime example of how he used chaos to control that situation. But, but you, you know, what do you, what do you see? Who's going to step up? You know? I don't think anyone's going to step up because I think this guy, Mick Mulvaney, has already gone on record saying let Trump be Trump. He's almost like the Corey Lewandowski. Remember how Corey Lewandowski mm-hmm. said let Trump candidate be Trump candidate? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you're going to see more of that. I think the pro- the issue that he's going to understand now is that when he had Ryan there, he had a whooping boy that he could manipulate and move around. Now it's not necessarily the situation. When you got like 17 or 18 investigations uh, um, on your nipping at your heels, mm-hmm. um, that means his little boy, Devin Nunez, doesn't have power now. Yeah. He can't go run into the White House snitching. Mm. Um, so he's going to lose some of that. But at the end of the day, some of the big decisions, he's still going to win because of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like some of the confirmations, that's going to happen. You know, God forbid if um, one of the Supreme Court justices who on, who's on the left um, leaves Ginsburg, the court. Is, Ginsburg's yeah. health has has been questionable. Right. I mean, so, she just recently so, went through um, the uh, exactly. cancer removal. Exactly. So imagine yeah. if her or one of the others yeah. leave unexpectedly. Yeah. Uh, the you're going to get another Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Game over. Uh, because the Senate was able to win a couple more seats, so they have a little cushion there. Damn, John. Uh, John Roberts is looking liberal. Right. Right. And also, too, we need to understand something Uh, in terms of impeachment proceedings. Yeah. Yeah. He has to have two thirds. Yeah. And he's not going to get to and they're not going to have enough votes to impeach this guy. Yeah. So people need to stop talking about impeachment. The the Republicans are not going to impeach this guy. Well, you know, wrapping it. what's, What's your prediction, man? What's your prediction for 2019? What do you see? 
Uh, I'm a, I want to be optimistic, but I'm gonna be pragmatic. I think we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna, as you and I have said several weeks ago, probably around February or March, we'll probably hear something from Mueller. Um, uh, in terms of that, will we will finally get something out of that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day there will be a slap on the wrist, but the man is still going to do what he's, he's chaos. is not going to stop. Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned about a, an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. I'm very concerned about that. Yeah. Uh, it looks more and more real every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, because when you look at the stats of what happened with the, with the uh, tax bill that was signed, and in the amount of money that was invested back into businesses, uh, it's appalling. It's minimal. Everyone, bare, everyone bare is a is a grifter. They're yeah. grifters now. Everyone is grabbing, is snatching, grabbing. It's like a, a jury heist, mm-hmm. snatching and grabbing. Everybody. That's the thing that really concerns me is that right now we have a mindset, particularly in, in the in the uh, in D.C. Everyone realizes that the power has only got two years left, so everyone is going to grab everything they can before they get out of there. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I, I am hopeful that we have a new trend in the police shootings this year. Unlike any other year, two police officers were were convicted of murder mm-hmm. for killing innocent black folks. Mm-hmm. I hope that trend continues. I don't want the shooting trend to can happen, but I want the trend to continue of 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 uh, convicting these people. Mm-hmm. Um, the brother in, in Dallas, who we, who, um, what's his name? Both, um, both of them, John. Yeah. Right. I hope, I hope justice is served for him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and he and many others. So, I mean, you know, those are some of the things that I'm thinking about, man, you know, um, thinking about quite honestly, on um, cause I believe that those are some things that will be the best for us if we can get, justice like that um you know because this is i mean hearing about people burying relatives over senseless murder is 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 really tax taxing on my mind yeah agreed agreed man and and then you know seeing um seeing uh justice uh basically at your fingertips or you know, as, as we as we reach for it, and then seeing it collapse and fall apart is is heartbreaking. So um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, we had the Chicago case, uh, which was encouraging, and, and what was the other case that you mentioned? Um, um, I can't think of the top of my head right now. But, but the Chicago case was huge, um, and and I, I agree. I mean, I think if if you know, and I think I'm I'm optimistic about the Botham Jones case, and we'll see how that goes because I. I think that's going to, you know, have a resolution sometime. Hopefully, it doesn't go as long as Chicago. Hopefully, uh, there's a resolution in 2019. So we'll see. Anything else you got? Prediction? Um, I hope um, the Supreme Court um, throws out the um, affirmative action case. Hmm. Okay. Which one? Uh, Is that the one with the, the students? The one, the Harvard with the Asians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I hope so. Because when you look at the data uh, that's being presented. Um, I don't think they have a strong enough case. Hmm. And quite honestly, there should be a case against these white institutions in terms of how they have, seems like they have artificially capped the minority enrollment. Mm -hmm. When you look at schools where your son went to, my alma mater, for the past 15 years, they have kept the same percentage of African-Americans enrolled. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. Yeah. It stays at that 5 to 10%. Yeah. doesn't move at all. And you mean to tell me in a state like ours and many other states that only 5% of enrollment is a worthy, African-Americans are worthy of your enrollment? Mm. Come on. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Anything else? No, man. I just uh, wish everybody a a good start to the year. Mm-hmm. Sit back, reflect, come up with your plan, and do it. Yeah, agreed. You know, and and <clears throat> I, I'll tell you, man. I mean, I've gone through you know just about 
everything that stood out for me in 2018. And, and I'm in agreement with you in, in terms of, you know, us seeing, you know, more justice. Uh, but uh, I, I will say that um, my major concern is how the, the House will handle its new opportunity with power and whether or not Pelosi will do the right thing going into office. Uh, going into her 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 role, her you know where she's been there before, but her new role in terms of controlling you know the house, um, you know and 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 that's going to be critical to everything because, you know we are looking at the Mueller report coming down. Um, you and I were hopeful that we'd hear something before the end of the year. We're not going to hear it before the end of the year, obviously. And um, but I, I, I'm going to say this and just go out on a limb that the longer this report goes on, the more damage is occurring. And whether it's physical, legislative, uh, judicial damage or just psychological damage, you know, um, to the country, man, um, because I do believe ultimately we're going to have to fix this. We're going to bring people together. You know, so we, we do, even though we've got um, the Joker, you know, on, on Pennsylvania Avenue, man, Heath Ledger, jo- the Heath Ledger Joker at that, <laughs> you know, uh, shit. I mean, we got to start looking at 2020, man. We got to start thinking about who can clean this up. And and I don't believe somebody like, even though I know Prez, Prez O is a big fan of this whole Beto movement. I'm not. I don't think he can clean this up. You know, I think it's going to take an elder statesman and it's going to take it's going to take somebody with money um, who has that power base. Um, So so ultimately, um, when when somebody like Bloomberg expresses the need to change things and turn things around, I'm not a huge fan, but um, or even a Biden. you know, I'm not sure what Biden can do because Biden has so much baggage. He said so many things and done so many things that are documented that can be used against him. Um, but they all do. I do think I don't I don't think um, us going the quote unquote the Obama route in terms of who we bring into the White House is going to help this situation. You know, even though I think they they have an opportunity to win, uh, we, we're going to have to bring this thing together somehow. Because there's no way we can continue as divided as we are, man. We can't. I mean, it's just, it's just. I agree with you. I agree with you, man. It, it, it's really going to happen. It's going to have to happen at the legislative era, man. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to step up to the plate. But I think they're going to have to. This whole house is going to have to come together, and they can't be, which you know, I, I know it's impossible based on what you even heard from uh, the midterms to everybody be singing out the, out the same hymnal, somehow they're going to have to find a way to do it. Because if it's, if it's a divided house, even within the family, um, then we're not going to fix anything. You know, you've already, you've already got, um, you know, 45 knows how to, he knows how to handle that. He just basically divides and conquers. He, he reaches in and he, he says something nice about what's your name from New York? The young lady, um, the young woman who uh, recently won the seat, the house. Um, uh, oh, yeah. The Latino, Latino lady. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll reach out and say something nice about to her and, and you know, indicate how she's being used and she'll agree. And all of a sudden, you know, he knows how to play both sides. And he knows how to play it to his advantage. Um, he's 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 good at that. He's good at psychological warfare, whether you like him or not. He knows how to play that game. And um, but I think time is running out on him on, on certain individuals, though. I hope so, bro. <laughs> Damn, I hope so. I hope so, because I, I just I have no faith in McConnell whatsoever. I have no faith in. I mean, I I you know he's he is uh, not that he was ever. Uh, somebody I, I, you know, cared about or, or, or had faith in, but 
even more. I mean, it's like, how can you, uh, I guess, you know, how can a disappointment be more of a disappointment? He's found a way for me. He could, you know, his bar is under the ground. So, you know, <laughs> it's buried. I agree with you. The bar is buried. So, man, with that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to be optimistic with the fact that the house is flipping. Uh, you know, I'll be I'm, I'm optimistic in the midterms carrying over the spirit of the midterms carrying over. Um, and that's on the political front, on the entertainment front. I'm extremely optimistic about uh, the opportunities in the African-American community, just in terms of how we're taking advantage of the distribution streams, the Netflix uh, opportunities where you look at what's your name from uh, how to get away with murder, Shonda. Uh, rhymes and and the guy from um, Blackish, you know uh, these folks. I mean, have have received opportunities to where they can continue to, you know, keep the keep our stories alive. Um, you know, the opportunities there uh, are, are are really pretty amazing when it comes down to you know what we're seeing and and, and our, our our opportunities. And that 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 leaves a lot for our young people. Uh, you know, um, you know, your daughter is 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 looking at acting and, and entertainment opportunities. Um, and and, and it, it keeps that open for the for the youth. Um, a little concerned about Georgia. <laughs> God damn, you know, uh, and, and I hope I hope uh, the Georgia film industry stays strong with uh, with with your boy coming in. Uh, you know, um, I'm gonna say that I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call him your boy. That's a that that that's a well, you know, based on what I'm hearing, um yeah. he should um he's not gonna touch it. He's not I, gonna touch the industry, man. I'm um this religious this religious bill is what concerns me the most. Uh, which which he continues to dangle in front of his base. And you know, I will say Governor Deal squashed it. He needs to squash that. And he needs to, quite frankly, he needs to squash that at inauguration. And it does not need to be an issue because, you know, we, we both saw what happened in North Carolina and how it demolished the opportunities for North Carolina. And Georgia benefited from that. So, you know, I just hope he stays away from that fire because it's, it's, a, it's a fire that can kill you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. It can kill you. Yep. You know, I'm just have. I just want. Um, I just want to continue to see the social activism from the entertainers and the athletes out there. Mm -hmm. I'm glad people are reaching out to uh, what's the rappers, Travis Scott or whatever yep. his name is. Oh yeah, Jay Z reached out to him about the Super Bowl and, right, and his right. participation um, in the Super Bowl. And, and, and you know, I, I hope I hope other rappers and other artists and other athletes continue to reach out to him so he can see. Uh, the ramifications of his decision. I'm not going to say the error of his ways, but at least he can understand, fully understand the ramification of his decision that he's about to make. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, unfortunately, though, when you get in that side of that, uh, that, um, that, that Kardashian Jenner world, somehow um, it's like a dark mirror. They suck your brain. <laughs> and and it now is, all of a sudden, it is a black mirror up. episode. It is a. Uh... Yeah, uh, you become a minstrel. What's his name? By the way, man, uh, I, I forgot to shout him out as well. Uh, what's my boy's name? Damn. Uh, Key and Peel, Peel, Jordan Peel. Uh, new uh, trailer came out for his movie Us. Uh, if y'all haven't had a chance to see it, you know, go to your favorite trailer uh, location, if it's Apple Trailers or whatever, and, and you'll see the trailer for the new movie coming out in March. It looks crazy, uh, exciting. Uh, um, it, it looks good. It looks good. I'm excited about that as well. So Jordan Peele, continue to do your thing. All right. Uh, make sure y'all go to castropolis.net. Everything is there, all the podcasts. Uh, we're going to keep doing our thing with GP3. Got some other shows coming up. Um, you need to know, Damn We Grown, Dope Black Chick. Thank you so much. Uh, Evie and her podcast, uh, Rise Up Doing Yans. Um, don't forget, you can email us at gp3rtt at gmail. Uh, but make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're trying to get more Twitter followers. We, we, we're doing good on Instagram. We need we need Twitter. Uh, we don't promote Twitter as much. And, and I'll be honest, 
Uh, I don't spend a whole lot of time on Twitter, but I think Twitter with, with what Facebook is going through and, and Instagram being a part of Facebook, there are going to be some interesting challenges for Zucker, Zuckerberg going into 2019, uh, with, especially with this new Congress, uh, this new House. Uh, they're going to put a lot of pressure on social media. And, and I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I don't spend a lot of time there. But I think the whole Facebook game and Instagram game is going to change. And, and I think it's going to have to be another shift probably over to Twitter, where Twitter probably is, is not going to be in the initial line of fire as much. So we'll see how that works. Uh, but continue to follow us and continue to support. We appreciate the support so far. I uh, appreciate the growth. And with that, man, um, you got any parting remarks, sir? Before we wrap up, it's a it's a it's a uh, wrap 2018. Man, I don't have anything profound to say other than uh, finish strong and start strong. Yep. Well, with that, man, number 116 is in the can. Happy New Year to everyone. And and I agree, Rand. 2019 is going to be a much better year than 2018. And it's up to us individually and you know as a whole. So let's let's do our thing. With that, I'm out of here, and the show is a wrap. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SBDG, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.